0: Previously on the Nature of My Game podcast.
1: About six months ago, Agent Lau and two other agents discovered some unsettling information about a man named Arthur Hunt.
2: I think unfortunately, yes, yeah, Sonny's made the conscious choice that you know, sharing these, just the, the Delta Green experience, the knowledge that he's obtained from that case, that sharing that with his you know, CIA mandated therapist, probably not a great idea.
1: Hunt isn't the only person to have this sort of change. Two other men from this area seem to have experienced something similar.
0: Oh my lord. <laughs> That's stressful, Eric.
1: <laughs> the program has a history with unnatural corruption of geographical locations. And let's just say, the consequences of something like that cropping up again are dire.
3: I, I share the, the bad vibes that you're picking up I, ever since I, I you know drove into town hasn't felt good to me.
1: The only thing that I think all three of you are picking up, everybody here is really, really nice. Oh no! Really nice. Yeah, let's hope there's not a, a car chase later.
0: Mm-hmm. Does that normally happen? if uh,
3: as much as I'd like to, to see you tonight, I, I think this patient, they're they're gonna need a lot from me tonight, and then I don't know if it's it's gonna make the most sense for us to connect.
1: Oh, never mind, I have your location. I'll just I'll come, and she hangs up.
0: Sandusky, Ohio, October 31st, 2015. Ellie Freeman walked through the old Frontier Town section of Cedar Point, looking around as hundreds of people passed by her, most of them wearing costumes. She could hear the roar of roller coasters in the background and the screams of delight from the people riding them. She was wearing a double helix costume, which she now realized looked an awful lot like a roller coaster and was eating a cup of Dippin' Dots. Ellie wasn't quite sure why she had come to Cedar Point today. The Case Western College of Science had organized the trip, and the faculty sponsor had asked Ellie to come along. An extra set of eyes, she'd said. Ellie had agreed, but she'd regretted it almost immediately. There were too many people around, and they made her uncomfortable. She hadn't always felt this way in crowds, Growing up, she loved running through the crowds that gathered out on the streets of Mobile to watch the Mardi Gras parades. And she was no stranger to a dorm party in college. But ever since... well, ever since that moment, she started to feel jittery. Anytime there were more people around than she could keep her eyes on all at once. As she finished up her dip and Dots and walked over to a trash can to throw it out, Ellie looked around for a sign that would point her in the direction of the park's main entrance. She was due back at the bus soon, so they could get a headcount of students as they loaded up to head back to the school. That's when she noticed him. A man stood underneath a wooden post with signs pointing to various park attractions, and though he was wearing dark sunglasses, even though the sun was setting, Ellie felt sure that he was looking at her. He was wearing a black suit, white shirt, and black tie— And Ellie thought, you must be dressed up like one of the men in black. Or maybe he's the real man in black. She had read about the men in black conspiracy years ago, but only recently had she discovered just how real they were. Ellie had seen something indescribable, and two government men in black suits had showed up at her door, asking questions. Questions that seemed to confirm that the indescribable thing she had seen was real, that they knew about it, and that they wanted her help in fighting back. It had all been more than Ellie was ready to deal with. She had hoped that if she helped them out, that they'd leave her alone. But now she knew that wasn't true. The men in black were following her, tracking her, making sure they knew where she was at all times, even here at Cedar Point. And they didn't even bother to hide themselves or stay undercover. They just stood there, out in the open, blending in with the rest of the costumed crowd. The worst part about the whole thing wasn't the men in black, though. It wasn't even the horror she had witnessed that led them to her in the first place. It was that they had gotten to the people she loved, The people she cared about. The people who were supposed to be on her team, protecting her. They had gotten to Sam. Ellie started to walk back towards the main entrance, keeping an eye out for the man in the suit to make sure he wasn't following her. But, of course, he was. Sure, he he looked like he was just walking the same direction, but Ellie was sure that he was doing it on purpose. She started to panic. They're watching me. He's watching me. Even Sam. Sam's tracking me, and she probably knows exactly where I am. And that's when she felt her phone buzz. She pulled it out of her pocket and looked at the screen with horror as she saw who the text message was from. It was the first message she had gotten from Sam in months. Three words that confirmed every single suspicion Ellie had felt from the very beginning. It said... Simply thinking of you.
1: So I think this is the first time that everyone who's on this season is approaching this podcast kind of from a different place. So Nick, you're coming back in, same story, same character. You're the only one left. Emily, you're coming in. You've been on other seasons, but this is a brand new character for you. And yeah. Dan, this is your first time on the podcast, new character. You don't have a lot of RPG experience, and I think only with me in the past. Yeah. So how does it how does it feel for everybody um, to either jump back in... Same character jump back in, new character jump in, totally blind. How's it feel so far?
3: For me, as like a total outsider and new to this, it's been very uh, encouraging, like to be with some pros and uh, and see see how. uh, Please, please do not hold us
2: to that standard.
3: But I think well, even with like preparing a little bit with Eric, um, and he mentioned this like Emily, the way that you just like dive into your character and even put on the put on the little accent, like it helps helps me to like mm. be like, oh yeah, this is like you're, like playing a part a little bit and um, giving myself per- like like Eric said, I don't play a lot of role playing games. I. Kind of like don't play a lot of mm. games. Um, He's a very so, serious person. He's <laughs> <I'm> a serious <laughs> man. man. Um, I'm an accounting all day long. <laughs> yeah. No time for fun. No. So it's just it's nice to like yeah get, have permission and like be asked to to, to play and to, mm. to like like be a character. It's cool.
2: I, I will say. I mean, even though this is a return for Sonny. I mean I haven't played an RPG I know, in the no. time between <laughs> I, <that. know. laughs> I I wish like I I don't I just don't have uh, I don't know a, a, a group of friends like as committed as 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 Eric and and you know the lovely collection of people that that he has so I I, I feel just as uh, you know rusty and in the dark uh, and unsure of what's gonna happen but have like the added element of feeling like I should take the lead on some things or like mm. try like Sun that like Sonny should not Nick like I don't I'll, I'll gladly sit on the zoom and not talk the whole time um but Sonny being like the only one yeah, who sort absolutely. of knows what's going on here uh-huh. uh I feel the the urge to like try and lead and I'm just like I I don't know how to do that <laughs> um, so, we'll get there.
0: Well, that's honestly, it's one of the reasons why, like, I enjoy just doing stupid accents with characters because, like, yeah, I mean, I've been playing role-playing games non-stop for, for the last year and, and more and, like, of varying types, but I don't know who Ellie is. Ellie has existed in reality now for one hour. Yep. Um, <laughs> and so, she's been shaking around in my head for months. But it's, it's always such a, like, I don't know what she's gonna do whenever, like, she's actually having to interact with more than just my brain. And so it's one of the reasons, like, I, I enjoy, I don't always, but, like, if I want to try to do some sort of character voice, it's always really helpful for me just to be like, okay, it's not you. <laughs> it's not you that's happening. So, like, just, yeah, like you said, Dan, just, like, play, um, which is fun. And I'm glad that I, cause I, we did do a test. You guys may have forgotten this. We did a test game where <laughs> Ellie was there and she had way more of an accent.
2: <laughs> Were, was that test game in character? I don't even remember that.
0: Yeah. I know. Right? Like it was, I was just having way too much fun. Like just going into like the deepest southern it, accent. It is Yeah.
3: Yeah. You really toned it back. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I did in fact like do some frantic, wait, wait a minute googling yesterday and like getting onto youtube to be like what actually is the alabama accent and so it is it is kind of more twangy and like southern southern in that sense of like because i i had to contrast it right with monty because monty yep. is all that like oh i'm Virginia. a southern gentleman yeah. yeah um and like i don't know that accent at all <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, it, we we do we have a person on in playing in this game who has lived in Mobile, Alabama. Uh, Dan, yeah. how's she doing with the answer? Oh
3: no, you're doing great. Oh you're no, doing great. <laughs> and I, I can't remember if like we had talked about this in the practice or whatever. But like that's one of the things that's that's like kind of weird and bizarre and fun. Like you're talking about the Mobile Babers. I've been to Mobile Babers games. But Seamus hasn't. Right. So, like I, so like, I, like, I can say, like, I like want to say, like, oh, I know all about the Mobile Babers. Oh, what a tragedy that they, they left. And
2: you know, the Rocket City trash pandas now or something. But, like... Yep. I, but, I fully thought you were playing, like, when when you when both you and Eric, like, reacted to the Mobile Babers shirt. I was like, oh, they're just playing along. Like, look at... L- L- look at Emily like really getting into her character, and they're real. <laughs> Get the fuck. Oh, out they're of they are either. totally real. So okay, they're so they're
1: real and they're spectacular. So so, <laughs> so Dan and I know each other because we used to work together. That's what, I just draw the, all the people on this podcast from like people that I worked with, people that Kelsey worked with, uh, friends of people, and you know, anyways, uh, people enough. I went to school with. Um, so Dan and I used to work together for a program at an institute at the Univers- University of Notre Dame. And the, the same one, Emily, you'll you'll recall um, that my mom said was, was she was afraid to share the podcast with anybody because she thought it was too anti-Catholic. I um, do recall. <laughs> 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 um, same, same one. Um, uh, Dan and I both used to work there. Dan also was a participant in the program before he worked there oh, and, cool. was, and was in, lived in Mobile for two years and taught in Mobile. And Incredible. a number of our friends from the program who we also worked with also taught in Mobile. So, like, Mobile, I think, holds more so for Dan than me, but I think even for me, like, a special place in our hearts. <laughs>
3: yeah. You drove a, bus, drove a bus through Mobile.
1: I did, yes, that's true.
0: Wait, can I be a weirdo? Is it the ACE program? Yeah, yeah. It is, yeah, yeah. I had yeah. ACE teachers at my school. Yep. Oh, right, 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 right. No, I, I tried to apply for them, and I did not get it. <laughs> <laughs> And
1: you so cool. are from you're from New Louisiana. Orleans, right? Louisiana. Uh, oh, Charles. not New Orleans. Okay.
0: Yeah, the other side. We my school did not need ACE teachers, um, <laughs> but we had them. and It was great.
1: How close is that to I'm this I this is a real tangent, but how close is that to Plaquemine, Louisiana?
0: Other side of the state, but still in the okay. southern quadrant of it essentially. That's going to
3: be my question. Well, where, where is it yeah,
1: in relation to Plaquemine? Because I I <laughs> Was very Everybody close to Blackman. also doing the Ace program and <laughs> would have been in Plackerman.
0: There you go. Oh, that's too funny. Yeah. Well, and I will say, bringing it back, that like this is why I can get away with doing an accent is because, like myself, is from the South, but has been up in up yep. beyond the South for years now, um, and so like you you adapt. <laughs> yes.
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. So let's um let's dive back in. When we last, when we when we left our characters, they have just been assigned a case by their Delta Green uh, handler to look into the town of Chester, Ohio, because three separate people uh, who were from or spent time in Chester have had a somewhat remarkable transformation. Uh, the first being Arthur Hunt, who was kind of a ne'er do well and a drunk, and all of a sudden one day started um, creating patents and became an incredibly successful. Um, engineer and businessman. Um, A man named Michael Brown, who was a professor at the University of Ohio, returned back to his hometown of Chester and changed his name to Dan and Ignis and started a cult called the New Star Crusade. And um, a man named Douglas Yale, who joined the New Star Crusade, was kicked out of the New Star Crusade, and then subsequently was um, discovered to be the culprit behind a number of murders and was dubbed the Ohio River Killer. Delta Green seems very concerned about the possibility that there's something about this location, Chester, Ohio, that is causing this to happen. Um, your handler, Special Agent Charles Vane, was a little vague about this, but seemed very worried about that. And so the three of you decided to head over to a Best Western um, outside of Chester to get a room and start to do some digging. It's, 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 um, it's in the evening. Um, of, of Labor Day in 2016. And as you were heading over there, Seamus, uh, Father Seamus, though though he hasn't revealed this to, to his companions yet, uh, that he's a priest, gets a call from his sister, Aoife, who says that she is standing outside his door at Xavier, and uh, after a little bit of a back and forth, says oh, I have your location, hangs up the phone, and seems to be <laughs> on her way to Chester, Ohio. In the process, it was also revealed that uh Seamus Seamus uh, or or Sonny heard Seamus say that he was giving last rites to someone. <laughs> so um potentially uh potentially the fact that he is a priest but did not share share that has been revealed. So let's flash let's start let's start the episode in the car as Seamus uh is hanging up the phone. Well that um that did not go well. <laughs> Um,
2: yeah, I think we can get to your uh, secret priesthood in a minute, but I think you need to call her back right now yeah. and tell her she can't come here. I uh,
3: totally agree. Um, so I I call Aoife back. She does not answer. I'm really frustrated. Um, can we swear on the podcast? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So I'm like, what the
0: fuck? Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: She Father is, um, Sheamus. This, this does not seem out of character for Aoife. Um, when she decides she wants to do something, especially as it concerns you, she generally does.
3: She's not answering her phone. I send her a text, just all caps, do not come here.
2: <laughs> okay. I would also suggest maybe we turn off your uh location. <laughs>
3: uh, yeah, I, I've never been much of a tech Person, can you Great. can you Give show me, me how phone. to do that, Jayden? Wow.
1: Loud. <laughs> I'm this close to throwing it out the car <laughs> window. <laughs> yeah. All right. So at, at about that point, I think both cars pull into the parking lot of the Best Western.
0: All right. How are we doing this? Are we gonna be roomies? Or are we gonna like get get our own rooms? What do you want to do?
2: I would imagine the father wants his own room. Uh, <laughs> you you really don't have to call me that. Ah. <laughs> Um, we we did not
3: did did we discuss in the car at all like, or like is the timing
1: yeah you you you, you, you didn't get to it because you just you, 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 you were talking about the phone and then you pulled yeah. it
0: Ellie's looking very confused right now <laughs>
2: huh? I think maybe 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 not in a uh, interrogative or mean way but I think Sunny would just say if there's any other uh, secrets about ourselves that maybe we want to discuss now now might be the time
0: I'm sorry wait what did I what did I miss? Something?
3: So I'm a little miffed by this, and I in just the like. So I'd be like, Sunny, to to be clear, I'm I'm not trying to keep secrets. Uh, I am a priest. Uh, I'm sorry that I didn't divulge that immediately, uh, but you know, I, I I certainly am not like trying to keep that a secret from anyone or be a secret priest if anyone were to ask me or need something, uh, in, in terms of, you know, help or spiritual help or prayer or blessing, I'd be happy to provide it. It's usually just not the first way I introduce myself because most of my focus is on, uh, my teaching and my, my work in psychology.
0: Huh. Okay. Ooh, got, got, got a little <laughs> tense in here, fellas.
2: <laughs> Understood. Uh, yeah. I mean, I get s- sorry for overreacting a bit. I just don't love starting off on the, Starting off by being in the dark about certain things with uh, with new people. Sure.
3: So if you if you want to just go ahead and share, you know, your marital status, and if you have any children or anything (laughs) like, we we can just all go around the horn and do that. Uh, No, yeah, I see I I see your point.
0: Maybe we should not do this in a parking lot. Can we like go inside (laughs) and I don't know. Talking I think is actually a great idea, but yeah, let's not talk here.
3: I think that's fair.
0: We head inside. And we check in. <laughs> we, we ask if there are vacancies at the Best Western. <laughs> ring, ring. Hello, good sir.
1: <laughs> did we get? Did we get a response from, from? I was gonna say, Seamus, you still have not gotten a text back yet.
3: Sorry if I'm running a little hot. I, I got a um, some. I got a call from my sister. You know, Ellie. In full disclosure, Sunny knows. Uh, she said she is coming here to meet me, and I'm oh uh, trying to do whatever I can to tell her not to, but she's not answering her phone. So. Uh, i'm I'm frustrated by that and uh i'm gonna try and do whatever I can to get a hold of her and tell her to 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 back off
0: can i ask like are we talking old older sister younger sister
3: she's my younger sister
0: oh speaking as a younger sister yeah, we do that how old is she
3: that that is a great question <laughs> uh, uh, like
0: teenager like 20s, 30s? no so i'm i'm fifty six
3: I would say she's like Six years younger. So maybe she's 50. Okay. And she's... And she's, I, I believe, married, no children. Um, right. She, she's married. She lives in Ann Arbor. Yeah. She often visits me in Cincinnati. It's not uncommon for her to come see me. Um The drive from Ann Arbor to Cincinnati is, you know, it's not terrible. So she must have, you know, she must have gotten a few extra days for this Labor Day weekend and decided to, to hmm. come surprise me. But, um... She is very effusive and persistent in her affection and, and uh care of me, but it can sometimes be inconvenient, such as right now.
0: Huh. <sighs> yeah, sounds 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 like it. Huh. That could be an interesting pickle. Alright, well let's let's yeah, let's let's get a let's get a, get a room or two or three or f- four for Eve. <laughs> no, we're not gonna get a room for Eve, but we do not want to encourage this kind of behavior. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's get a couple of rooms and 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 get into one and kind of figure out what we're doing here.
1: All right. So how many rooms? Who's paying? How are you paying? <laughs> I mean, we don't have to we don't have to we don't have to go through the the uh, the conversation <laughs> with the desk clerk. But yeah, but how many rooms? Who's paying? How are you paying? I think
3: as a um as a. a as a priest and as a gentleman, I suggest that maybe the, the boys stay in one room and, and Ellie stays in a, in, a, in another room. Yeah, that's
0: fine.
3: At least for sleeping, and we can do whatever kind of scheming and planning
1: we need to in, in one room.
0: Makes sense. Yeah, let's do that. The pain
1: Who's question. Who's paying? How are you paying? Oh, <laughs> yeah.
0: sorry. I, I mean, I-, I, will, I will pay for my own. <clears throat>
1: With your personal credit card,
0: yeah.
2: So, yeah, I'm feeling tricked here by the question.
1: No, no,
0: no, no, no tricks, no <laughs> tricks. I
1: just, I think it's important in this game that these questions sure. are asked because you know sometimes things come up, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to say you paid with your credit card and not give you the chance to say that you did. Fair enough. All right, so Ellie's Ellie's getting one room with her credit with her personal credit card.
0: Mm-hmm. Her Visa, which is number four, so okay. Uh.
3: <laughs> so maybe this is when I would say, like you know. Now that we now that we know my affiliation with the church, I I'm in a Jesuit community, and I technically don't really have my own money. Uh, so anything that I while I have a credit card for, from the order, anything on the card is going to be looked at. So um, while I can you know buy buy food and whatever at a restaurant, if somebody looks at my credit card receipts Hotel's and funds that I've look. been staying. A priest staying in a hotel um, and not t- telling anybody about it is not a good look, so I would... Uh, yeah, well, I always keep some cash on me for these reasons. Uh, I'd rather not blow it all in a hotel room right now.
2: Sure. I- I'm assuming as well that Sonny has a, a personal credit card that is not necessarily uh, tracked by the CIA. Um, you you hope so. <laughs> yeah, I certainly hope so. Fingers uh, crossed. This is this is optimistic Nick uh, coming in here. Everything is probably tracked by everyone. Um, Shout out to all of our CIA. personal... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we sure do love the CIA here. Love um, those guys. My game. Yeah. Um, so yes, more than happy to uh, uh, to to pay for... Uh, the room.
1: Okay, all right. So you get two hotel rooms, um, and you bring your stuff up, and you convene in one of them. It's about eight thirty by this point. Seamus, you think that Ifa probably will arrive around eleven o'clock, and the location that she had was on the highway between the baseball stadium and the hotel.
3: Yeah, and it concerns me that she's just headed there because Sunny turned off my location services, so she doesn't know where we're staying. But I don't want her coming close to Chester. One because of the business that we're doing here, and two just because of the bad bad vibes mm-hmm. yeah. that we picked up in Chester. So Ugh. I keep I keep calling, like me, like so. There's like. She's probably got like 10, 15 missed calls
1: from me or something. Okay, so so by about the twelfth call, <laughs> she answers and she's like, Seamus, what is it? Aoife, I'm so while well, I'm so grateful
3: that uh, you want to come visit, <laughs> uh, I am on I am on priest business. Uh, and and you you know how this works. And I I just don't think I'm gonna be able to be present to you in the way that um you would maybe hope or expect for for such a visit. And so you know, I, I, I'd, I'd really love it if, you know, go back to Cincinnati, um, stay in, stay at my place. You know,
1: we can, we can talk in the morning, but, but I really don't think it's, it's the best idea for you to come, come here. Seamus, I know you and I know when you say, oh, well, I'll try to be back tomorrow that you're not going to show up and I'm going to, I'm going to waste the days off that I have. <laughs> so I'm going to come to you. If you only have an hour for me, we can have lunch yeah. and you know, maybe you'll find a little more time for your, your only sister.
3: I won't have an hour, Aoife. Uh I, I, I like I love you so much. We've been over <laughs> this. I feel, I feel like boundaries, we're, we're,
0: Aoife. We're going, boundaries. we're going over
3: old, old wounds. I was, but like, but Iva, I, I know how much you, you know, you love the church uh, even more than I do. I know how much you understand uh, the like the work of a, of, a, of a priest and the work of my vows. I'm telling you as a brother. But I'm also telling you, as a priest of the Catholic Church, please ask, do what I'm asking you to do and go back to Cincinnati.
1: All right, um, let's roll me a persuade check. Come uh, but I'll give you—I'm going to give you a plus twenty percent on that because of yeah. because you invoked her faith. Um, <laughs> so whatever you have, add twenty percent to it, and then Catholic that's what you're rolling guilt. under.
3: All right, let me roll this
1: here. What 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 is your persuade score normally? Okay, persuade
3: is. It's 30% normal. Right, so
0: you're
1: rolling at 50. Thank God.
3: <laughs> 56. Damn it. Oh, that's a fail. No, oh.
2: no. Ava, we're looking out for you.
1: <laughs> so she says, well, Father Seamus, <laughs> I know that God believes that family is very important. <laughs> and I do too. And so you're going to make time for me. I'll see you soon. I hope you let me know where you are so that I'm not driving around in the middle of nowhere. And she hangs up. Fuck.
0: okay so we do have a pickle
3: um i've never been on any of these operations before uh you know agent Lau, you you said you may may have a little bit of experience have have you ever had a family visit on a adult adult (laughs) adult operation (laughs) bring your sister to work day
2: uh, cer- certainly not standard operating procedures. <laughs> I think we want to keep these things as, uh, discreet as possible. But she seems to be on her way here. Uh, and it seems that... It's at
0: night. What is she doing? She's driving from Cincinnati. She's going to get here at, like, 11.30 midnight if she stops. Oh, crimey. Okay.
2: She's a really good sister. <laughs> I guess. I'll give her that. She really is. <laughs> there doesn't look to be anything we can do. I think the last thing we want, though, is her, uh... Heading to Chester, and yeah. you know, asking for where we are. Uh, so maybe, sure, give her the best Western, have her come here.
0: I don't know that she can turn around. Like,
2: if we need to get a late start in the morning, and you need yeah. to have an hour breakfast with her and send her on her way, I guess that's what we're doing. I think that's a good plan. So I, I'll, I'll call her
3: and tell her this is where. I'm staying. I think it may make the most sense. I'd, I'd like, if possible, to keep up the appearance that I'm still, you know, seeing a, a sick person and, yeah. and at, a, at a hospital nearby. So I'll get I'll get a room for myself. Um, she'll stay in my room.
0: Well, what, maybe... what if we just what if we just switch a route? It like what if for tonight Sonny comes over and is in my room and we just pretend that the boy's room is just Seamus room.
3: That sounds that makes sense to me. Yeah. sounds great.
0: She didn't need to know who actually paid for it. She didn't need to meet us.
2: She might be the person to look into that though, and ask the front <sighs> desk. I'm kidding.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> she's wily.
1: She's very
0: persistent.
1: <laughs> all right. So uh, so then I assume that all of you gather in um in Ellie's room. Yes,
0: come come to mine. <laughs> We're gonna figure this right, out. so you, so
1: you, <laughs> you think you have about two and a half hours until Ifa arrives. Yeah, it's about eight thirty. Um, what, 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 what would each of you like to do for the evening? Can we Google? Stuff? Yeah. I think yes, yeah. You I yes, you can. Google. Yes, you can.
2: But you Maybe gotta tell me pick what a you... topic. Yeah, I think we're all on the 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 research uh, train here, and it's a matter of just divvying up the information. So it seems like there's what, uh, Dan and Ignis. Douglas Yale and hunt yeah I I, I guess more more of hunt uh, maybe it doesn't cross Sonny's mind because he's already done enough researching into that but uh, but yeah those those three
0: did is there by any chance like I I got curious like when we because I think I think it was the agent who told us the kind of the passing of of Hunt's business down. And like, that was
1: yeah no that was that was the research that that, was that Sunny okay, had I done. I wouldn't know What to was ask what about was that. mentioned was that that Agent Lau had been on the Delta Green assignment when mm. something strange with Arthur Hunt okay. had been discovered.
0: Yeah, then like now is the time. Uh, Ellie's gonna ask Sunny like what happened? You you were researching this before? Taking a second to decide yep. what to do. <laughs>
3: For someone who really wants people to share all the information Ooh. about him, um, Sunny, you're uh, this is Nick taking quiet. a second here, not Sunny taking a second. <laughs> Calm Fair. down over there, Father.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, look. Um, yes, my my last Delta Green mission, uh, or assignment, I should say, uh, was looking into, uh, specifically Arthur Hunt's uh, plant out in hellbend california hmm. i I can't get into the specifics of what happened on the assignment, but I can say that everything that Agent uh, Trollvane has told us about um, some corrupted uh, areas or some you know unnatural occurrences happening to people is is certainly things that we uh, found during our time in hellbend and and i think I think now would also be the point where. Sonny would decide that sharing at least some information about his research into hunt uh, would be good maybe to, you know, give everyone sort of like, you know, I don't know, things to be looking out for in their, in our, yeah. in like all of our research tonight, you know, things that line up in and seeing if there's any, you know, patterns or reoccurrences or things like that.
1: Do you also share anything about kind of the information you learned about Arthur Hunt from Montgomery Green, who was the the old man in Hellbend, who was was Arthur Hunt's assistant, who I believe um, Ben McKissick interviewed while you were in Hellbend? R.I.P. Ben. Um, <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> yeah, I, I think
2: I think Sunny feels comfortable sharing really anything that has to do with Hunt and like his character. Uh, I think the things that we learned from Montgomery Green in, in particular, like have a decent amount to do with maybe the, you know, the changes that he was undergoing or, you know, like the character changes or, uh, you know, just the, just the quirks of his, his personality. Um, I, I think the things that he feels the need to keep, Hidden for now, or you know, anything to do with uh, prehistoric uh, <laughs> topics. Sure, um, fair. fair enough. <laughs> anything to do with, um, yeah, uh, radiation for now. I'm not thinking we're gonna stumble upon another, you know, radioactive uh, location. Hopefully, you know, fingers crossed. We'll see. So I think anything with that, anything to do with the uh, the, the deaths of of uh, the two other Delta Green agents, I think that we can keep.
0: No need to spook now. these two. No no, <laughs> no
2: need to spook them or let them know, yeah, that like two much more qualified people uh, were killed <laughs> oh, on the last assignment that I was in. Oi,
1: oi. All right. So uh, a couple things to just remind the group of then um, about what Montgomery Green shared about Arthur Hunt. He spoke a language that Montgomery Green couldn't ever identify. He called it some sort of South Seas lingo. Uh, Arthur Hunt also didn't like going outside in the sunlight uh, but loved it really really hot in the in the the plant in the in his office. He only ate produce and only if it had been very specifically cleaned by Montgomery Green, um washed and scrubbed. He freaked out the one time that Montgomery Green walked in the room with a with a small covered wound and he seemed like he had a um, an incredible memory he could he could consume like 3 or 4 books a day and remember everything about them
0: what the hell it's a weird weird stuff that just doesn't even make any that doesn't make any sense which you know i acknowledge is why we're here <laughs>
2: right <laughs> eric i w- i would ask i mean for me you know, I mean, Sonny is more of an expert on uh, Arthur Hunt than, than Nick is. Sure. <laughs> did, in the, you know, staying on the case aspect of things, like, did Sonny start drawing any conclusions or connections about things? Or just, like, it, does he just have, like, loads more information about Hunt?
1: Yeah, I think just more information. I don't think that he would have been able to draw any conclusions other than it. there was definitely something you know, quote-unquote unnatural, something Delta greeny, you think, going on with Arthur Hunt, but okay. what that is, you have no idea.
0: So I, here, here's a thing, here's one of those tricky narrative questions. So getting that rundown in the meta-narrative, I'm weirded out that the successors to Hunt also became weird little hermits, and I don't know if that would have been information that Sunny shared, because I think so, yeah. Okay. I think so. Okay. Yeah.
1: I think anything that I read out of that he was that Sonny had looked into, he just said that he cool. he shared it. So I think yeah, I think Okay. It...
0: Yeah, cuz that's I don't know, is is it is it contagious? Is there some reason that like somebody else might have been weirdly locked away too? Maybe Hunt never died. Maybe it's just Hunt with like funny wigs on and like Groucho glasses and he just keeps appearing and being like, "Oh, it's me. Now I'm Lassiter." I mean, I don't know. <laughs> He'd be old.
2: <sighs> wish I had these answers as well.
0: No, that's fair. They're not exactly going to write a newspaper article about it.
2: I do think it's worth though, then I, I mean, that's a good connection to, to make. Absolutely. I uh, assuming that I, you know, Sonny has all the information about hunt that we would need. Uh, maybe the third person we look into is Lassiter. Hmm. Hmm. So that's we're, if we're splitting up information here, one of us is tackling Dan and Ignis. One of us is tackling Douglas Shale and the other person's ta- tackling Lassiter here.
0: trying to figure out how to divvy it up like if if ellie has previously learned at least a little bit about the our favorite serial killer maybe she should jump into that does that make sense
2: yeah i think that makes sense i can see that i'm i'm
3: intrigued by the this cult Mm. um and as a as a you know religious person and some who studied Psychology, and maybe maybe I've also dabbled in the kind of psychology of of groupthink and and cult behavior. I'm 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 in, interested and intrigued by this
2: yeah. this guy. Makes a lot and, of sense. Yeah, yeah, and I already have plenty of you know tangential knowledge about Lassiter, so more reason to dive down that rabbit hole a bit further. Yeah, cool. it may not like be it.
0: fruitful, but I feel like it's worth poking at least one nose into.
1: And as is tradition in any great Delta Green game, everyone pulls out their laptops and you begin to research. <laughs> tap,
0: tap, 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 tap.
1: What's the Best Western Wi-Fi password? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so I think the person that finds the most information pretty quickly, even the, even if he is not particularly adept at the internet, is Seamus. Actually, nice pulls out his nice. exc- encyclopedia because um, luckily for you there is um, an episode you you just you type in new star crusade and one of the first hits actually is there's an episode of a podcast called the last podcast on the left (laughs) on the new star crusade um emily are you are you a last podcast on the left fan
0: (laughs) no but like i was like that sounds so like reasonable a name for a podcast it's real real? yeah it's it's
1: real it's real yeah (laughs) incredible the
0: episode's
3: not real, but the podcast That's fun, is though. correct. Correct.
0: Correct. Fun. Okay. Correct. Yes.
1: So you uh, you crank the crank the podcast up to to one and a half speed, and you uh, you start to listen, <laughs> and you find out a, a, it's jam packed with information about the about the New Star Crusade and Michael Brown. So they start by detailing the the history of Michael Brown, aka Dan and Ignis. Um, in 1998, uh, Michael Brown quit his teaching position at Ohio University, changed his name to Dan and Ignis, and started assembling an army of believers on his property, and began to arm them as well. Uh, he formed the New Star Crusade officially in 2000, uh, after the death of his elderly father. It seems like the, the death of his father was a triggering event for him um, in the creation of the New Star Crusade. Was his father anybody? Uh, no, his father lived in Chester, Ohio.
0: Well, that's somebody. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> My, yeah. Michael Michael Brown was was born and raised in Chester. His father was, a, you know, a farmer who lived okay. lived on that farm. Got it. Uh, by 2001, his newsletter called Crusade had 3,800 subscribers. Uh, lost and troubled souls were drawn to the Brown Farm as uh, from as far as Stockholm, Sweden, and Osaka, Japan. They freely gave their personal fortunes up for a chance at redemption. Uh, his influence and his wealth grew uh, together, and it, the reports are that by the 2010s, uh, he was a multimillionaire. Mm. He claims that his group was a revival of the culture that worshipped at the Chester Mounds in ancient times, and maybe some of you have heard vaguely since you've been in town of the Chester Mounds. Maybe you saw a flyer for it at the at the front desk of the hotel seems to be like a like a land formation in the area um, that is of some kind of tourist interest ignis was certain that if they that if he and his group prayed and made offerings at the mound a new star would descend to take them from the earth to another purer world Uh, but there would be conflict and forces would attempt to stop them and so they needed to be ready uh, the New Star Crusade has won numerous legal battles over the years, particularly against the Megas County Sheriff's Office. You are in Megus County, uh, and the state of Ohio. And when the state of Ohio tried to intervene and block the cult from using the mounds for worship, Ignis spent nearly three million dollars on legal fees in four court battles. Um, and a final pitched battle fell just short of the Ohio Court of Appeals. Ignis won handily on the grounds of freedom on the grounds of freedom of religion, and the cult was permitted to perform its solstice rites. This. This whole thing also um, significantly increased the prominence of the cult and of Ignis himself and drew in many new followers. So the legal battles actually worked against what the state of Ohio was trying to do. Mm. Um, They talk about the New Star Crusade and it being dedicated to the following principles. Dan and Ignis is the reincarnation of the mystical leader who constructed the the Chester Mounds millennia ago. Uh, those who accept Ignis as their leader are imbued with the spirit of the people who helped build the mounds and are open to spiritual wonders, and through worship at the mounds they will call down others who will descend from the Pleiades and take the cultists to a new and better world. Uh, the current membership of the cult is about 8,000, but fewer than 50 have fully dedicated themselves to the cult, pledging all of their earthly possessions as well as their bodies to Dan and Ignis. Their bodies? Yep. Say they're... Yep.
0: One of those cults. Got it. Um,
1: And it seems as though those 50 or so live on the farm with Dan and Ignis. Um, And they do briefly, briefly on the podcast mention the connection to Douglas Yale. Um, They say that they're going to do an episode on him in the future. It doesn't, you scroll through, it doesn't seem like they've done one yet. Uh, But he was a member of the New Star Crusade, got into an armed altercation at the farm. And after Yale's death in 2014... Um, the New Star Crusade went underground, no longer appearing in public, and Ignis has not emerged from the property in some time. It seems like Yale's death, after he was discovered to be the Ohio River Killer, sparked some change in the cult practice. And the only thing that they they do now uh, is that the solstice rites continue, um, and the local authorities can watch, but they don't. They can't really do anything because of the legal the the court ruling and otherwise the cult performs the rites in isolation away from the town. Well, I'll let you kind of unpack all of that before yeah. uh, as as at least as players before I <laughs> before I give you another info dump.
0: That is 8,000 even if they're not like the hardcore. That's a big cult. that's a that's a small it's a small city.
3: Yep, agreed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but so it's only like it's under 50 50 that are there. That's wild.
3: I mean my thinking is like while I have no real desire to engage with any of these people or cult members, I feel like, uh, knowing all this, it might be worthwhile to visit the farm mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow.
0: Do, do, do you have any indication from the episode, if their whole shtick is about the mounds, how close is the farm to the mounds?
1: Ooh, I I don't know that. Do we know that, Eric? Um you could probably look up a, a map online somewhere. The 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 farm is a little bit closer to the mounds than the town is. Um the farm is a little closer the, the farm is outside the town as are the mounds and the farm is a little bit closer so you don't they don't like have to pass through town to get there or anything. They kind of have their own access to the mounds.
3: Do they have any identifying like symbols or dress mm. for their cults? Um, or are they just like normal looking people who just believe
1: wackadoodle doodle stuff? Uh, as far as you can tell, there are no particular symbols that represent the new Star Crusade. And it doesn't seem like they dress in a particular way. They seem like, you know, relatively normal people who <laughs> believe in the reincarnation of this great being. And that they are destined for a new and better future through their worship of the mounds.
3: And it's the reincarnation. They think that Ignis is the reincarnation of of like who? Um, the original. Uh, they think that he is person. the
1: reincarnation of the mystical leader who constructed the mounds millennia ago. Huh.
3: Hmm.
2: Other than constructing these mounds, like what what did this mystical leader hmm. do that was so special? That's very unclear cool (laughs) (laughs) existed and was cool
0: huh
3: or maybe i want to see what's so what's so uh special about these mounds sure if they're if they're anything to look at
1: yeah you can you can definitely look into that so you you look up the chester mounds and pretty quickly you realize that now you know where the symbol for the t- the t- the symbol from the town uh, and the baseball team uh, and everything mm-hmm. comes from
3: ah, my
1: because the Chester mounds are a large earthwork cool series of interlocked earthworks, uh, more than two hundred meters in length. And if you look at them from above, they look like three snakes <sighs> coming together oh, at the tongue. So you're also near the Great Serpent Mounds, which are the largest earthwork in the world. The, the Chester Mounds are smaller but more intricate. And you see, you'd, you'd, have, to, you'd have to look a little bit more deeply to, to research this particular group, but they were supposedly built by a culture called the Adena culture, which is rumored to be a culture that rose and fell long before Europeans reached the Americas. So it's unclear whether the, the Adena actually exist or not but they are thought to be the ones that are that create whatever this culture was they're thought to be the ones that created the earthworks sometime between like 2000 and 100 bc so you know a while ago
0: And not and there's hmm. there's not like any descendants of that officially
1: you'd have to look into it a little more to. yeah that's, that fair. Out.
0: that's fair that's fair because <sighs> i
1: think that that i think what i think that research probably takes you about the two hours that it takes for, yeah. for Aoife to uh to arrive so we'll come <laughs> back to that ah geez Um, so Ellie is going to look into the Ohio River Killer. Yep. (laughs) There's actually, there's, there's less here than you think there might be. It, it doesn't Mm. seem like, it seems like you might find more information through more official channels, like, you know, talk to sheriffs, Mm. um, that, you know, that, um, worked on the case, things like that, maybe, you know, maybe some county records. But what you can find is that Douglas Yale, uh, known as the Ohio River Killer, killed seven people over the course of almost a year, from October 2012 to September 2013. It was that He was identified as a serial killer because in each case the victim's bones, teeth, and hair were found ground up into a disgusting pile with all the meat of the body dissolved away.
0: Oh, now I was hoping at come any on, point man, in that that was going to stop. On. Oh, oh no!
2: I don't. I don't see the pattern. <laughs>
1: Wait, what? <laughs> you're telling me that you're telling me that you couldn't have more than one person who did that. <laughs> he was caught once, but disappeared from jail two nights later, along with the deputy who was on guard. Uh, but then in October, October 2013 bones belonging to Douglas Yale were found by hikers and the bones had been picked clean and scattered.
0: Huh. Well, we know how to make them in Ohio. Jeezy crazy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then there is there is more information about the fact that he was a member of the, of the New Star Crusade and some indication that there was a, an armed altercation with the leader of the New Star Crusade and then these murders started happening and then he was finally connected with the murders.
0: Is there, and I'm assuming there's no information about who the victims were? Uh,
1: There is information about who the, uh, about who um, some of the victims were, yes.
0: I'm mostly interested, like, top level, if there's any sort of obvious link, like the kind of person he was pasting.
1: Uh, No, that was actually one of the biggest challenges. Um, There was Mm. a a 30-year-old nurse, a woman, Maureen Potch um an 88-year-old farmer named Ignatius Gerhard and a young girl 6 years old named Sabrina Collard
0: yeah variety
1: mhm yeah
0: wait and so j- so just so that I'm clear he was taken in at one point under suspicion of all this but he managed to bust out a- a seemingly taking the guard with him um and then was not seen again until they found his bones which were not paste but were in fact That's correct yes like, the opposite. <laughs> Just wholehardy bones scattered That's around. correct.
1: In 2011, after an armed confrontation, he was ejected from the New Star Cru- Crusade and kind of vanished for about six months, only seen from time to time in town. Uh, but the rumors were that he was living in the forest in an old tent um, and was known to frequent the mounds at night. A county deputy discovered him defacing the mounds in October of 2012. He flew into a rage, injured the deputy got away they started chasing after him and over the next seven months he eluded capture and people started disappearing and because the remains were found in the area that he was known to be he became the prime suspect
0: gotcha Hmm.
1: he was captured he escaped four more people disappeared same signs. same warning signs or same same M.O. and then his bones were found gotcha huh and then just very quickly because it's not much Sonny you try to do research on William Lasseter mm-hmm. and find almost nothing the huh. first mention of him in any news hmm. article or anything like that is that he was named the new head of Hunt Electronics he's referred to as the right hand man of the previous um, head of the company but nothing about his background doesn't seem like there's any information of, like about him otherwise suspicious and there's no photo of him he doesn't He's a he's known to be a recluse. And the person before him was Thompson
2: McAfee,
0: is that correct?
1: Yes, that's correct. Who was the right hand man of Arthur Hunt and who purchased all of Arthur Hunt's stock from his estate after he died.
0: Gonna need to see an organization chart. (laughs) (laughs) This is this is weird. Although you never know, you never know what the things are that you just think are weird as a player, and that like,
1: yep, that's right.
0: Maybe are just like strange, undeveloped things or deliberate red herrings. You just just kind of wait it (laughs) out, huh?
2: If I was so unsuccessful finding things and kind of came to that conclusion pretty quickly, would I have chosen to look up something else? Would you have? I, I I. I would have. Do it. Okay. do it, <laughs> What would you like no, to look No, you know up? what, guys? I'm going to call it a night. Uh... <laughs> the jet lag is hitting me.
0: Although, isn't is it, it the good way? Like, if you're going back when it's earlier, you'd be able to, like, go longer that night?
2: That's yeah, true. Yeah, Ooh. you know, let's it just... <laughs> travel really takes it out of you. Plain, plane time is not real time. That's uh. the
0: truth.
2: No, I, I absolutely... I think if he... If he hits a, you know, a dead end with Lassiter pretty quickly, I would think that maybe the thing that interests him the most is looking up uh, just like the town of Chester, like kind of just the Dorf. history of the, yeah.
1: the town. Yeah, you got it. Also not terribly difficult to find. Chester, Ohio is in Megas County, sits on the Shade River. Uh, it is famous as the home of the Chester Mounds, um, which, uh, as as we talked about before, is a the land formation uh, seems to be maybe a tourist draw. It was founded in eighteen twenty one, very close to v- West Virginia, as I mentioned before. It has a population of about two thousand people. the uh, The primary employer, the main employer in town, is uh, a company called Parsons Plastics. It was originally a rural community from the earliest days of the Ohio Territory. It was the original county seat of Magus County from about 1821 until the county seat moved to Pomeroy in 1841. I know you're. I know you really wanted to dig into the county politics of Ohio. (laughs) Oh yeah, it's real. It's real.
0: It has about three streets, but it's real. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Uh, the The author Ambrose Bierce was born uh, near Chester in 1842.
0: Good for him.
1: It is also famous because Arthur Hunt founded and started Electrodynamics uh, and patented 60 significant electronic inventions uh, all in Chester before leaving town. He did all of that in a manner of four years, but he left a huge Hunt Electrodynamics plant behind, which rapidly supplanted the waning Crescent Machine Company as the number one employer in town. Um, And in fact, by 1943, a new company arrived because of Hunt Electrodynamics. Parsons Bakelite Company, a plastics manufacturer for the war effort. Um, Because of the success of Hunt, Parsons also exploded. And then uh, when Hunt Electrodynamics was restructured after the death of Arthur Hunt in 1953, the the Chester plant was closed. And Parsons Bakelite Company, renamed Parsons Plastics, uh, became the top employer and has remained the top employer in Chester for the past 60 years, producing light sockets, plastic tubing, and cheap plastic screws. All very exciting. (laughs) And you do find, of course, that just like in Hellbend, there is an old... The the remains of the hunt plant remain just outside of town.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Why you you
1: you gotta tell me that?
0: Listeners, you you missed a spectacular eye roll and like world-weary resignation there on Nick's face.
2: (laughs) I don't want to go there. But like... You're you're making me think like we should go
1: there. (laughs) (laughs) I love making players, especially in Delta Green, think things, right? My whole goal is to make you think as many things as possible because there's only Mm. one thing, but I I can make you think as many things as I want. (laughs) Oh, so that great. probably eats up most of the night of research, though. So I think we can you, you all can kind of discuss what you want to do the following day, unless one of you is going to work through the night and then we'll shift over to um, Aoife's arrival.
0: No. no, no,
2: Yeah, I don't think we're working through the night, but I do. Yeah, Not conferring about what the,
1: the plan for tomorrow should be. Yeah, Tomorrow is Tuesday. It's the day after Labor Day, early <laughs> September. Beautiful in Ohio that time of year.
0: Good, good. Love to hear that.
1: Yeah, Great.
0: I mean, we, we gotta go, we gotta go A to the mounds and we gotta go to this cult, right? Like.
2: Absolutely. I, I'm yeah concerned if, if I don't know what, what their response to just like three people showing up unannounced would be. Uh, are we showing up as just interested parties? Are we prospective members? I'm not sure just showing up asking questions is going to get us a whole lot of information here.
1: I should actually mention one other thing that you found, Sunny, in your research about Chester, is that there is a a statue of Arthur Hunt sitting just outside the <laughs> Arthur Hunt Museum there's in Chester.
0: there's a museum. There's yeah. an Arthur Hunt there's Museum.
1: museum. <laughs> he's the he's the he's the golden son of Chester, Ohio. <laughs> Let's go burn it down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Wow,
3: that's a whole day of sightseeing. You got, mountains. You yeah. got yeah. the mounds, <laughs> you got the museum, you got the ru- pl- ruined plant uh, remains you and, outside you and, the city. You and
1: Aoife have a busy sightseeing day ahead of you tomorrow. Oh. Yeah,
2: boy. End your day at a, you know, lower single A baseball game with some fireworks. Yeah, exactly. It's incredible. Subpar hot dogs. Oh, I
0: thought the hot dog was just fine. <laughs> No, you're right, though. You're right that it is real suspicious for three people to come on up to a cult and say, hey.
2: Hey, yeah, hey, we have uh, lots of questions about what you're doing here. <laughs> but I'm also, yeah, I, I'm not sure if jumping straight to let's send someone in there uh, pretending to be a prospective member is also the way to go. I'm not sure if there's some middle ground here. Have there been any ex-members of the cult who...
0: Good question.
2: Uh, like knowingly exist? Douglas Yale. Okay, oh. great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, so he's dead. They, you know. He, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Let me rephrase. Are there any living members, uh, ex-members of the cult? You could certainly try to figure that out. That's. It, it's not like well yeah. publicized. It's right. not like um. What's her name? Um. Who's the actress that's uh ex Scientology? Oh, be a whole like Leah Remini, who oh, her keeps her Leah. And... Yeah, Leah am yeah, making the the who I'm about. Yeah, Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, okay maybe we don't go to the cult just yet maybe we need to get a little more local information about it kind of see what see what all the, the normies in town think of them I mean it's got to be kind of weird somebody just like up and making a cult in your town or just outside of it I'm sure people have an opinion the mounds at least are an actual tourist attraction
2: right the mounds the mounds seem like a much more reasonable first stop if we're trying to get some... Entry-level information about the yeah. the cult or, you know, the beliefs behind it, maybe.
0: We're not coming up on, um, I know, I know you're saying that, like, the, at the solstice, they still come and do their, I don't know, dates. When, when, when is that? Are we coming up on any major holiday where, like, the cult might be making an appearance?
3: We would have just missed it, right? The summer solstice?
1: The summer solstice would have been... In June, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, and the winter solstice is in December.
0: We're yeah, there's an Ike equinox September. coming up, but yeah. Okay. Okay. Too convenient. Clearly.
1: Also, don't forget about as if if you want to go down these avenues, there are the the agents who worked on the Douglas Yale case in Cincinnati, right. and also the Green Box in Cincinnati. If if either of those things are of interest.
0: Yeah, we gotta. I, we gotta. Check I, it I out. was
2: thinking for you know probably after after hearing all the stuff from. From Ellie about the, the Ohio River um. case. If if Sunny would want to tap some of his yeah his CIA uh, resources either to yeah go specifically talk to these agents or to go talk to the uh, the Meigs County officers who worked the case to get some details from them. Yeah. So I'm 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 more than more than willing to go down that uh, avenue tomorrow if people are wanting to split up and go elsewhere.
3: I am also I'm gonna have breakfast with my sister. can't wait <laughs> um, So if there if there is an opportunity where it makes sense for us to split up or at least like be slightly less suspicious with a group of two versus a group of three um, we can we can organize it around that breakfast. I can also try to get some local color and find maybe there's a Chester diner or something where. Ooh. The, the the normies hang out and <laughs> the townies about, probably but, yeah. yeah. They'll yeah. talk about the mounds and, and hunt and the, the local cult. And yeah,
1: all the the, all the Chester Diner is right next to the the Hunt Museum, I think.
3: <laughs>
2: oh, perfect.
1: <laughs> How far away is the the Magus County
2: uh, Sheriff's Office?
1: Ten kilometers, however many miles that is. Not yeah. far. And
2: Cincinnati's three hours. Yep. yep.
0: I mean, I am also struck by the fact that if the Chester Mounds are an actual tourist attraction, like, what are we going to find there that isn't obvious and walked over by every third grader within the surrounding counties once a year?
2: Sure, yeah. And if we're getting some sort of tour of any kind or something like that, it's certainly not going to be burying all of the the occult secrets. It'll be the (laughs) the front-facing, you know, superficial jargon that they want us to... Be thinking.
0: Yeah, but it feels it feels it would feel ridiculous not to check it out though. You're not wrong.
2: Yeah. I mean, Ellie, would you? I'm trying to think if there's a reasonable reason that you would tag along with me to disc, to go meet up with the the CIA case officers or the?
0: I mean, that's the that's the thing. Like, I don't think there's any reason why I'd be at the right CIA meeting. Right. I mean, should I try to go to Cincinnati?
2: To and the go, green box?
0: Yeah, go get into this box. What's in the box? I don't it know. seems
2: it it seems relevant. Absolutely, I don't know. Would we know at this Long point in time, it's... like what to be looking for there?
1: I mean, I mm. think the I think perhaps the like the one very obvious thing that might be in there that Sunny might be on your mind, especially given the last time, is I don't think any of you have a weapon, and that is often something found in the green boxes is mm. weapons. Did not think about that <laughs> because you didn't fly. You didn't. I don't. I, uh, I mean, not, maybe we're you not checking handguns. <laughs> Damn. I don't know. Maybe you did. No. I think I, I let you last time.
2: I think last last time I drove though. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Can't, can't drive to Ohio. Gosh. <laughs> yeah.
1: And you could potentially like try to go to a CIA office nearby. Right. You know, I mean, you, yeah. So, I mean, if we're like, going to Cincinnati, a, it's not like it says CIA on the outside, but you could probably find <laughs> where the and like check one out.
2: Hmm. Are we? Are we making a six-hour round trip to Cincinnati while uh, Seamus entertains <laughs> his sister? That's a long time <laughs> with your sister. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, Aoife seems, seems
1: to really want to milk the time, so you could, take you, her, know. you could take her. to the Hunt Museum. You could you take, could take her, her, her to the, the mound. Yeah, you
0: could do the touristy things with her. Um, I actually, that might be the way to do that. Especially because yeah, if it's you're a good, there it's with a good your cover. sister, good yeah. cover to have, certainly. Exactly. If, you're, if you yourself
2: are a toy, the look on your
0: face. <laughs> <laughs> you're thrilled. You're excited.
3: Love it. Love brother sister time. At,
0: <laughs> In the middle of an operation. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> nothing. Nothing inconspicuous happening here. Not a bad idea
0: though. Yeah, I think. I think that's our thing.
2: So we're taking the Prius to Cincinnati and Woo-hoo! um great gets great gas mileage. we <laughs> will be fine for the Thank run. God. <laughs> Yeah, that that highway mileage is gonna come in handy.
0: Got an ox cord and like, you know, we'll just put on the tunes, have a great time.
2: Not a bad plan. And we split up in Cincinnati. You go into the green box and me go into You're saying so the CIA officers who worked the case would still be there?
1: So they're they're not they're CIA Delta, officers. Delta Green, right? they're, oh, Delta Green, they're Delta Green. Delta Green. They're Delta Green officers. Yeah. Um, one of them is a DAA DAA agent uh, station in Cincinnati, and the other gotcha. one I believe is Cincinnati PD.
0: Hmm. Awesome.
1: Okay, then I'm I'm going to talk to them. Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, then we don't necessarily cool. need to split up for that part either. Then if if they're Delta Green agents, right? Yeah, that's valid. That just simplifies <laughs> the day.
2: I'm assuming there's not a uh, a Delta Green phone book. <laughs> That week, no, we don't even the no, key have to, to this thing. <laughs> right. We're gonna have to find a key to have it. we're have to go through like normal. Just we're gonna have to get in touch with them through normal means.
0: <laughs> yes. Do we know their? No, we do know our their names. You know their names. You know their names.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They're they're good good names. Good. yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. Then we can we can have a we can have a day in Cincinnati. Woohoo! Uh, we can hit up all three
1: together. All right. So as you're kind of fi- figuring out um, what you want to do, Seamus, your phone rings uh, and <laughs> it's Aoife calling. Great. Yeah, it is. Hey, Seamus, uh I'm here great um and I am I in my room uh no I assume you're in you're in the, the other room is it gonna be weird if I
3: like come out to the parking lot to meet her and
1: I don't know what do you do go back? how would you how would you approach you're it going help unless you Dad. unless you like you for sure wanted to like go to the room and w- await her call
3: I like I would imagine because I'm nervous about it like as as the time approaches I would go back to my room await her call okay so that i could i don't know i'm thinking it's like a small motel so i, is, I worry yeah. about her seeing me come out of one room welcoming her and then going into <laughs> right a different right group. right right
1: right. yeah no, no problem so yeah so she she says that she's there you're in your own room
3: great uh all right um let me let me come to the parking lot meet you uh grab your bags if you have any and i'll uh, i'll be out in a second
1: great you uh you head out there um she comes up she gives you a big hug um, and then hands you her, hands you her bag. She says, oh, I'm so glad you agreed to this.
3: Well, I did it as a <laughs> reminder. Um, <laughs> it, you know, it's, it's always great to see you. You know that, uh, you know how grateful I am for, for, you know, uh, your care and making sure that I'm, that I'm doing well. I'm not going to lie to you though, Aoife. This is, this is, uh, you know, a little bit inconvenient and, and a little bit frustrating and... But uh, but I'm glad you're here. Glad you got here safe and uh, we can find some some time tomorrow to uh, to have breakfast and maybe spend a little bit of time in the, in town. The the person who was dying, who I was supposed to take care of, is uh, still holding on. So uh, got got some time still left here in uh, in outside of Chester.
1: Well, that's great. I found, I found a little church in Chester. I, I want to go to mass in the morning. Um, so I was going to go in there anyway. So you can come with me. We can go to breakfast. And then, you know, if you get called away, that's okay.
0: Oh, Aoife.
3: Well, we could do we could do mass in the hotel room, you know, because I, I, I'm a priest and I can do mass anywhere. And I brought my mass kit. So let's stay together, Aoife. Well,
1: I mean, you can come with me. You know, I like to see the local churches. I want I to get a sense of the local flavor.
3: You know, I just, just because I'm on call, for this patient, and you know who the, this person—they gave a lot of money to the Jesuits. That's why I'm all the way out here too. They're 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 uh, they're a donor. Uh, they asked specifically for a Jesuit to uh, to give them last rites, so I want to make sure that I do right by the community and do that. But they could go at any time, so I want to keep my phone on me and be able to uh, to dash. And so if we go to church, it may be more inconvenient for me to do that. So once again. Eva, let's have mass in the room and then we'll go to breakfast together.
1: <sighs> okay, we'll we'll talk about it in the morning. I'm I'm exhausted. It was a long drive. Eva. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh so Sunny and Sunny and Ellie, any anything either of you are doing before bed, uh you know, what is what does the nightly routine look no, like I'm just like? watching Netflix, a... <laughs> I'm fighting with my sister. Exactly. No, we've got we've got a cup to the wall. We're we're listening in here.
2: Yeah, so Sunny,
1: Son- what do you uh what do you what do you what do you do before bed?
2: I think not much of anything really. I I mean, I don't think he I guess if this was uh if this was pre hellbend Sunny, uh maybe he would have done uh some nightly meditation and uh yeah, maybe some some journaling or something like that. I, I think those um, practices have unfortunately subsided a bit, and, and he hasn't been keeping with them. So I think he, you know, maybe when after I think after Seamus leaves to go to to his room, continues his research just a little bit, and maybe maybe looks up the 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 two a two Delta Green agents that they're going to plan to meet tomorrow. Just you know, so that him and Ellie know where they're they're going and I think it's uh an an early
1: early night for for Sunny. Okay, sounds good. Um and what about you, Ellie?
0: Yeah, like um I think she's just going to kind of like check her phone, like see if there are any frantic emails from any students or advisees or the TAs, make sure everything looks good. And I think she sits for a long time, like she's got her phone out and she has tapped on her texts where her brother's name is. And she is so tempted to like send him some sort of like, Lou, I am so thankful you are in Oregon <laughs> and <laughs> I am not. And we are, we are who we are. But she's like, no, nope, there's, I can't find a way to like say that without being weird about it. And I don't think there's a good way to like, yeah. So she's just, she doesn't actually send the text, but she's just like, I am glad Lou is living. <laughs> And is not causing drama. She says and knocks on the plywood of the <laughs> of the bed. <laughs> and hopes for the best. But no, right. I think she's, she's mostly just like, oh, Okay, day one. Seem to go okay. Seem to go okay. Okay, we're doing this. We're doing this. And is very much like, Okay, gotta get a good night's sleep. Gotta go in the morning. And is gonna try to make an early night of it.
1: Alright, so I think as you lie down in bed, the lights go off, and your mind starts racing a little bit. There's a lot of things that you learned today, things that seem maybe just a little too convenient, mm. connections that seem too clear, and I think your mind starts to jump to, well, Agent Lau was on the last case about Arthur Hunt, and he's back now, he knows a lot, and this this father, Seamus... His sister is coming here for some reason. Like that, something about that seems so unlucky that it seems like almost mm. could be not a coincidence. Mm. And you're making these connections with the the William Lassiter and the Thompson McAfee and Arthur Hunt and Douglas Yale and Michael Brown and something. Just you just need to look outside and make sure that there's nobody watching you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Do you get up out of bed?
0: Oh, 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 oh! What is she gonna do? Um. <laughs> Uh, did did I just turn the light off? Like, how long does that take me to get there? Ten minutes there?
1: ago, probably.
0: Okay. Um, and Sunny, I assume is is not is clearly not yet sleeping.
1: Probably not. I yeah. look
0: over. Okay. Yeah, she's gonna she's gonna get up. She's gonna go to the bathroom, and on her way back to the bed, she is going to do a whole... She's, she's going to check that the deadbolt is on. She's going to check that that little thing that, like, stops the door from opening, even if you have a key, is on. And then she is going to go look out the window.
1: Okay. So this is one of those motels that the doors exit right to the parking lot, right? Yeah. It's not like a... I think, and I think so. Just and as, just as you're looking out the window, it looks like a car has just pulled up in the parking lot.
0: Hmm.
1: And the lights flip off, and you just... You pause there just for a moment just to see who gets out. And... Both the the front and the passenger side doors swing open, and the person that steps out of the passenger seat, uh, the passenger side, is your ex, Sam, and that is where we're going to end our story for now. No. <laughs> <laughs> what? What is going on? <laughs>
2: I guess now I'm glad I don't have any bonds.
0: (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) (laughs)
2: It's it's bring your bond to work.
0: (laughs) Oh no. Oh no, it is. This podcast was published by arrangement with the Delta green partnership. The intellectual property known as Delta green is a trademark and copyright owned by the Delta green partnership who has licensed its use here. The scenario future. Perfect is copyright. Dennis Detwiller and the contents of this podcast are copyright Nature of My Game Podcast, excepting those elements that are the components of the Delta Green intellectual property. Our intro music was composed and produced by Jean-Luc Bouchard. You can find more information about the Nature of My Game podcast at nomgpodcast on Twitter and Instagram, or at NOMGPodcast.com.